Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Come Over for Dinner. I'm so excited you're joining me today. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Paige Shaw. She grew up in Maryland with seven siblings, all of whom went to NSA, including her, which is how she ended up all the way in Moscow, Idaho. She yeah. has six kids. She met her husband at NSA. Welcome, Paige. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So tell us a little bit more about coming over to Idaho from Maryland. That's oh, all man. the way across country. <laughs> so it all started way back at the, I don't know, do you remember the Worldview conferences that were happening? So my two older sisters, we were homeschooled for a bit, and then my parents started a classical Christian school. And I think I went in around sixth grade, but we were homeschooled up until then. So my two older sisters were basically in the same grade together. That's amazing. What's your maiden name? Williams. Williams. Mm -hmm. And so they started a classical Christian school. David and Tracy Williams. Yeah. They started a classical Christian school over in, it was in originally in Hocassin, Delaware. Okay. I think it's still there now. It's not, it was called Tall Oaks Classical Christian School Mm -hmm. and it's got a different name now, but it's, yeah, they started it because they saw this need for their kids. And so I can't remember how many kids they started off with. Not very many, obviously, but it's grown now. It's it's a ranked school in Delaware. So that yeah. is an amazing mm-hmm. testimony mm-hmm. to their hard work. Yes. I the I look at what they were doing around my age now and I'm like, wow, that was <laughs> something else to take on with seven kids. You know, yes. that's just it was a lot of hard work, a lot of money. It was just and they were very faithfully plodding along, getting it done, and now they have all they have all their kids to show for it and all this other stuff to show for it. But I, yeah, I'm very proud. They worked really hard. Mm-hmm. And you have six kids. How many grandkids do they have all together? Oh, you know what? I think I've lost count. I think we're in the upper 20s. We might be in the 30s now. I know when I've ever heard of your siblings, well, most of them are in town. There's one that lives out of town. But yeah. when you're all together, just hearing the number of people. I know. It's, it's pretty it's incredible. Really, we used to get together about every Saturday for dinner. And that was easy when you had just, you know, three or four or five little kids running around, but now we have way too many. So it's really hard. It's, I mean, it's really, we, we will do it, Mm -hmm. but it's not as often as we used to, because it's a real feat Mm -hmm. housing every, like getting everybody in a house that Mm -hmm. would fit us all. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you need a a pavilion (laughs) and something like that. It's hard to do outdoor stuff here in the winter all year long. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you can pull it off if you're down South. It might be cold, but there's not snow and ice on the Yeah, you just throw on a sweater. But here, if it's, you know, sleeting outside, Mm -hmm. then it's not really that comfortable. No. And kids need to run around and Mm -hmm. there's, Mm -hmm. And some of us, we have houses where we can do it, but it's it's just really hard with schedules and stuff because the older the kids get, the more, you know, busy things Mm -hmm. get. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So what kind of hospitality do you do here in, with, so much family here. Most of the time when you're getting together, is it trying to see see your siblings, see nieces and nephews? Do you still invite people over? How does that look with a family of six and six yes. siblings here? Yeah. So we generally, when we get together, it's just to see each other because even though we live in the same town and we'll see each other sometimes on Sundays if we're going to the same service, it's uh, we don't get together as often anymore. So it's really sweet and we miss each other. So it's it's sweet to get together and get all the cousins together because they all get along really well and they're good friends. And we we are also good friends, mm-hmm. us siblings and our spouses. But generally, like if uh, we do holiday things together, which we always do a Christmas dinner, we usually invite somebody else over. Sometimes it can be a little overwhelming for those people, though, because we are loud. We are not. I mean, there's five girls and two boys. So it's the, you know, like there's never, there's uh, never a dull, a dull moment. moment. There really isn't. And I think sometimes people come over and they're just like, 
And we love having them there, but they're just all of a sudden in the midst of this craziness, chaotic that we love. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm sure some, most people think it's just fine, but it can be, I'm sure, a little overwhelming. <laughs> to people that were only children or something yes, like that. Yes, like, Wait a second, yeah, they've like, never hey, seen anything like this. this come be a part of the family. We're chaos. Really yeah, 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 yeah. So it's fun. Like hospitality-wise, we don't necessarily do things together. Everybody does their own thing nowadays. You know, now with kids getting older and they have their own Sabbath dinner you know, routines. And so mm -hmm. generally when we get together, it's just us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you said you attended NSA and mm -hmm. you met your husband there. Yes. So you were quickly married. Did you marry after you graduated or during college? No. So we um, met 2003 and then we got married just a few months before we graduated in March. We got married on St. Patrick's Day in 2007. So just a few months before we graduated, we got married and spent the rest of our senior year as a couple, a married couple instead. And then quickly had children after that? Yes. we. So we had Oliver, our oldest, who's now 15, going on 16. We had him right before our first anniversary. So it was pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was great. like my first. We had, or I had my birthday, and then he was born, and then our first anniversary, yeah. like a few days yeah. later. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. And so, we, we, same thing. we just didn't slow down. We just had kids pretty quickly, you know, mm -hmm. every little under two years, a little over two years. Sometimes mm -hmm. it was, so I, you know, I had six kids and my oldest was nine when I had my baby, mm -hmm. my last one. Yeah. 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 It, it's it was kind such of fun a sweet to have time. them close in age like that. I loved it. I loved it. I know it was busy, but it, I mean, and people say this, it really does fly by. I, I rounded that corner before I even realized it of where I was not. It was less chaotic, you know, mm -hmm. it was, I didn't have anybody in diapers anymore. All of a sudden mm -hmm. I wasn't buckling people in the car. You know, we were, I say, get in the car and we all get in the and car and go. And I was like, wow, this that. is amazing. And the other amazing <laughs> thing is when people can get in the car and not take off their shoes. Yes. <laughs> when you when, they, when they were little, when they were little and I had to buckle people in, sometimes we would go on car rides just to keep people in a spot. And I, just mm -hmm. so I could ride, I don't know, just, just have a just moment, have a moment you know, and I'd be like, nobody's getting out of their seatbelts. We're just going to drive around for a little bit. Give me a second. <laughs> Especially if somebody baby needs to go to sleep or yes. something. Yes. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. I remember actually arriving at a destination and not having to find shoes and put shoes back on. And just where did you throw your shoes? Out the window. <laughs> yes. Two miles back. Yeah. Or the kid who gets in the car, you know, you're bustling everyone out and they you arrive and there are no shoes anywhere. Yes. yes. Like you walked out in socks, really? You, yes. you and, took them off before we like left? Lived, living here <laughs> in this in the winter with the snow coats and buckling a baby into a in uh, in a bucket, I was like, This is madness. Yes. Yes. How in the world do you even fit them in with the bundle? I don't know. I guess you don't. And then you just put the coat on. But it's all, you know, it's just, it's all this crazy fun mess that I was, you know, we were going through it and I, I loved it. I'm not saying it was easy. It wasn't always easy, but it was so fun. And I look back on it now and I think, oh man, mm -hmm. I could just go back to one of those days and just live out one of those days knowing what I know now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it helps when you have a bunch of kids when you're younger. You don't, and you have a ton of energy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you don't yes. realize, like you said, till you come out of it. Like, wow, I've had people ask me, "How did how did you do five kids?" Because we had five really close in age, and how did you have the energy? And at this age, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely, <laughs> I have no I would, idea. I remember not sleeping. God like, was gracious. Not and sleeping I was younger. through the night and getting like four or five hours of sleep, and then coming out of it, and all of a sudden, realize like sleeping through the night pretty consistently. I mean, like, how did I? How was I functioning? Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not sure. God's grace, huh? mm -hmm. obviously. But I was like, wow. Yes. It's amazing what the body can do. Yes. <laughs> so you had Oliver and then you had a girl next. Yes. Layla. 
She's my, so Layla is our daughter with special needs. She has what's called ring chromosome 18. It's very rare. I think they say that they have like 50 documented cases in the world, but I think it might possibly be more common because the genetic testing for that is very specific. So it's not like you can just, it doesn't show up because she's got all her chromosomes. You know, it doesn't show up on that fish test. She's got all her chromosomes, just that her 18th chromosome looks like I'm doing it with my fingers so (laughs) people can't see. You can see. So you just have the one, the two, looks like an 11, right? But one of the chromosomes has lost part of its arms, its little digits, Mm -hmm. and it's sticky. So it turns like forms in on itself into a ring. And so it's called ring chromosome 18. And they don't know a ton about it. I remember going and seeing a geneticist and knowing what she had and looking it up on the internet and the geneticist basically printed off what I'd looked up. Like they just, they had never heard of it. They didn't know, you know, they just don't, mm. it's pretty rare. Such a specialty that they're researching yes. as you're sitting there mm-hmm. yeah. waiting for answers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I could Google yeah. myself. I wanted yes. somebody who knew what I was asking it, about. Yeah. So it was, it was a, it was a crazy time. It was a wonder. it was a good time for growth. Like we really had to just put our trust in God because we were told initially when we knew things weren't quite right. We, she didn't get a diagnosis until she was about a year old. Mm. So we didn't really know what was going on. We knew things were going on in utero because we had to go up to Sacred Heart. There was all this stuff that was happening. And so she was, she's my only baby that's got a Washington birth certificate. But we had her up there and everything went far better than it, we could have imagined. Like she was pretty healthy. I mean, she was in the NICU for only five days and they called her the big baby because she was, I think she was seven, nine when she was born. And two weeks early, you know, she was big. So usually in the NICU, you have these preemies that are that are really, really tiny. And she just wasn't. She they called her the big baby, and she was great. She nursed right away. She was she was fantastic. There was you know, so we've had different things along the way. We got our diagnosis at twelve months. Once we finally went and saw that, got that special genetic testing, so we knew something was up. But mm-hmm. but you know, she is just fantastic. She is so outgoing, so cheerful. Yellow is her favorite color, which makes sense because she's. She's sunshine. sunshine. Yeah, she, she is. is. She's always smiling. <laughs> yeah, she's she always is. happy she's, every time I see her. Just a doll, and she's changed our family for the better. So, at the time, it was we were very nervous. Like you know, I think I was twenty three years old, and I was like, "How am I? How am I? This is not the way just, I was. Yeah, it's outside thinking it was house. going. You know, but it was. We wouldn't change it. It was the best thing that could have happened mm-hmm. to our fam. Yep. It's such Amen. a great comfort being a Christian, knowing that God yes. gives you exactly what you need, and He didn't make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just knowing that this is the gift He gave you, and for whatever purposes He has, it's going to be a good gift. Yes, and it was. Like I mean, we can see that even now. We can see we could see that then, but looking back, it's we really see the way it changed our family, and we're very thankful mm-hmm. for it for that story and. That Layla was given to us. Mm-hmm. And now she's big sister to four younger ones. <laughs> she, <is. laughs> she goes to Jubilee school. All my other kids are at Logos, but she goes to Jubilee and she loves it. Mm-hmm. She thinks it's the absolute best. And she loves her siblings. She just, yeah, she's great. So, and she's 14 now. She just turned 14. That is so much fun. Well, I have one of her students in second grade. It's a boy. How many girls versus how many boys? So I've got four boys and two girls. Four boys, two girls. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a second grader, and I can brag on him. He's pretty amazing. <laughs> Judas, he is so funny. He's something else. He's always getting us. He just makes us laugh. He's yeah. hilarious. He's a great kid. So whatever help Layla's been as a big sister, yeah, she's yeah. done a good job. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so you said when you do hospitality, a lot of times it's just your family. You're inviting siblings, nieces, nephews coming over. Sometimes you you do invite other people for dinner sometimes. So tell me some of your favorite things you might do when you invite somebody over, a favorite menu. Hmm. It depends on if it's summer or winter. Mm-hmm. So in summer, and I would do this meal like for like for somebody after they had a baby and stuff like that because it just felt like it was easy and kids could pick through what they wanted first, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it's, I, I was trying to remember the name of it. I don't even know that it has a name. I, I used to board at Doug and Nancy Wilson's house and she made this and I thought it was so good, but it was just like a, it's a zesty, we call it zesty chicken pasta. Zesty. That zesty. sounds like comfort food. But it's, oh my goodness. It's more of a summer dish, right? But it is, it is so good. It's just grill. You can grill up the chicken ahead of time and get it all cut up because you can eat it warm or cold. It's just pasta. And the zesty comes from the, you know, the zesty Italian dressing. Mm-hmm. You can, you marinate it like that. And then you use it as a, not the marinade, but you use the dressing as a topping mm-hmm. for the pasta over the pasta. And it's got chicken and Nancy would always grill peppers and cucumbers, even grilled cucumbers. And that was really good. Delicious. And then she throws that in with Parmesan. You can put cherry tomatoes and you can put like pretty much whatever vegetable you have on hand in there. And it's, you can serve it warm, you can serve it cold. And I would always do that sort of stuff for usually in the summer because, and we have a Traeger, so I can do the grilling really easily mm-hmm. and not mess it up. That sounds like a perfect picnic food as well. Mm-hmm. If you yes. were, or a pot. Cause it's, it's like a one pot meal, right? Like you just mm-hmm. throw everything in. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes then I would take like a loaf of bread and something fun for dessert and maybe a fun drink for the adults or something. Like know, if you were carrying it for somebody who had a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't know if you remember, but after a baby, I was always so hungry. I felt like mm-hmm. I needed all the carbs. Mm-hmm. And I was like pasta. Mm-hmm. Pasta. I'm going to bring them pasta and, and like chicken. And like you say, kids could kind of <laughs> Yeah, if they don't like, yeah, they, they, if they like don't like the veggies and stuff, mm-hmm. they just... They sheet the pasta and the chicken. Yeah, yeah. And so it's easy because nobody wants to have to deal with that right after they have a baby. No, that's... Oh, no, I <laughs> You just want you something want easy, you know. some kind of meltdown because yeah. the kid won't eat, for that, sure. That one is a fun one. In the winter, I turn to my... It's called creamy almond chicken. And now this is a real comfort food. I mean, it's like... This was my mom's best friend recipe and she would bring this to us but it's like it's got like orange marmalade in it it's got heavy cream and you brown the chicken and then you throw in all the liquid so it gets up all the browned bits and you serve it over rice and I don't know about you but I love like a saucy thing over rice I think it is just Mm -hmm. so good and in the winter it is warm you slice it with like topped or top it with sliced almonds that have been toasted it's so good. And it's okay. really, well, you know, I post not, recipes, so it's really not that hard. And <laughs> this, this is how one, I get recipes from my friends. <laughs> this one, you're supposed to pound the chicken, but I hate, I hate pounding chicken. So I just slice the chicken in half to get oh, that like, I know, you know, I and then you just, technique. yes, it's, mm-hmm. I was like, you slice it in chicken half, anymore. I cannot. Um, hor- would you say horizontal? Yeah. You just, just as even as you can get mm-hmm. it. So it's like a little chicken cutlet almost. Yes. You know, to make it a thin, yes, you can buy thin chicken you can. in the you store, can, but I never do. so expensive. All it is is they just cut the chicken breast in yeah, half. I yeah. mean, I, maybe there's something a little more fancy with their machine. Yeah. But I don't prefer pounding chicken breasts either. But the easy way to do it, if you have to do it, like sometimes you get those chicken breasts, even if you cut them in half horizontally, there's still a part Yeah, there's like thicker than the other. Thicker, yeah. And you kind of think, oh, yeah. it needs to be a little more even. The easiest way I've found to do it is put it in a Ziploc bag, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. a gallon bag, where it's totally close. So then, when you're when you're pounding it's not it, spraying everywhere, goo <laughs> is not going everywhere. Yes, <laughs> and then I just use the flat side. I do happen to have a, a mallet, like a metal, yeah, yeah. chicken tenderizer. But you, of course, you know, <laughs> I think 
years ago. My husband did it. I was saying, oh, just, you know, put it in a bag. I guess I didn't finish. So he takes a tenderizer and he starts doing it with the actual tenderizer oh, part. You so know, it just made a hole. Going yep. all in. I'm like, what? You're like, well, why would we put it? <laughs> Defeats the purpose. I'm, we're not tenderizing. We're just flattening. Just, just turn it. Turn it sideways. <laughs> I know. I just can't. I can't do it anymore. I'm like, I'm not pounding chicken. I'm 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 moved past that. <laughs> well, get you know, get a boy on it. Get, you know, I'm Jude. sure they would love it. I'm sure he would be <laughs> like, like, sure, mom. I get to pound something. Okay. Make, make a bit of a mess, but I'm sure he would love it. Yeah. But you know, if you do the flat side, then there's no holes in the bag. Yes. You can just start yes. hitting it and and then it you can kind of see where it gets even because you're only hitting the big fat side. And yeah. You just take it out of the bag and throw the bag away and you're good. But I rarely do that because most of the time when you cut it in half, it works. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a shortcut I use, I guess. Mm-hmm. Now, I love of. that. And this recipe sounds delicious. So when you serve this creamy almond chicken yeah. over rice. Serve it over rice. What else do you put with that? I usually do a salad. And of late, well, I guess with the past couple of years, I make my own Caesar dressing and I keep it in a mason jar in the fridge because... So once you have once you have homemade, it's really like I can't go back. Can and neither can my kids. My kids dressing. are like they don't like it store bought anymore. So I just always have Caesar dressing on hand. And so I'll usually like, you know, get like a bag of lettuce so that they can do it themselves with some croutons or whatever. And uh and then I'll put it in a little tiny mason jar, just send it. Be like, you can have the mason jar. Here's some dressing. But once you have it like that, it's just so much better. I, I can't go back. That is a hot tip that everything you take, if possible, like just try your very hardest. If you're taking yes. food to someone who's everything sick is or disposable or they keep it, a baby, you know, mm-hmm. make sure no you need are to return. sending stuff that they do. Not I mean, I understand return. people have to do that. Away. Like, you know, yeah, but sometimes I, you have, yeah, you have to get your dish back. But if you can at all ahead of time think of buying a yes, I, I do. I always keep or, those on hand for that reason because mm-hmm. otherwise, if I don't have one, I'm less likely to sign up. Mm-hmm. So if I have them on hand, I'll be like, oh, well, I have a foil I pan, have a foil so pan. I can do I can that. Do I can just put whatever we were. And, you know, yeah. and, and then sometimes I save. You can buy to go containers, and I have before. But a lot of times, if I know I'm going to be signing up for things or whatever. I'll save sour cream containers mm-hmm, or mm-hmm, yeah. whatever, you know, just the yeah. things that it's, you can send food and As a transport, just throw yeah. it away mm-hmm. when yeah. you're done. Yeah, so. it's, that's a, that's true. And I should, I got to remember to do that because I don't know if I can keep those sorts of things around. Just toss them. Well, yes. And but you can wash them in space. And, yeah. But yeah. if you have, if you, you, if know, you have if you the space for it, for sure. Up, yeah. That's a great idea. Them and, you know, keep mm-hmm. a few anyway. Yeah. But that's one of my goals. If I ever take food, I try to not have to have something that I have to go pick up or mm-hmm. that they have to worry about washing or returning or any of that. Yeah. So, I mean, I hospitality-wise, like, so generally it's just like taking people food, but we try to have people over, maybe not once a week. That would be really nice if we actually did do that. But it's just these days with sports and stuff, because we have football, we've got rugby, we've got all the things. And so we're, by the time the weekend comes, we're a little bit spent, but- Usually Saturday nights or Friday nights is when we like to try and have people over. And we have a whole list of people. I mean, it's way too long, way too <laughs> long. And it's we have not crossed off nearly as many as we'd like. But And as it as the weather gets colder, too, it gets harder because our dining room is not very big. So it's so we take up most of it. <laughs> multiple families. Well, we can because we, we have a nice big basement. So I, and I have a table down there. So as long as people don't mind, I can send, you know, older kids down. Or younger kids, whoever, and that, or we'll sit in the living room. It, it shouldn't let us. It shouldn't stop us from having people over because it's important. 
So you, when you serve your salad, if you were having company over with this meal, you would get a bag of lettuce. Do you buy croutons and then make your own dressing? I have made my, I make my own dressing. I've made my own croutons because they are also better. It's a little bit more, I guess, labor intensive, but, and more of a last minute thing. I hadn't really thought about it. So I, usually I'll have like leftover sourdough and I'll cut those up. Do so you make your own sourdough bread too? I do. Oh it's not goodness. hard. It really isn't. It did take me a bit. It took me a bit to get it. My sister Casey and I were doing this at the same time. And and it's like, you know, you feel like you're putting all this time in. And if it doesn't turn out, it's a real bummer. And you're like, well, I don't want to spend all that time again. But once you get a feel for it, then you get a feel for it. And you just, it just comes naturally. Mm-hmm. But Casey, Casey got hers way sooner than I did. Like hers was turning out. And I was like, well, mine looks really terrible. <laughs> But finally, I got it. And so I got like a feel for what it's supposed to look like. So it's not like I have to resort to a recipe. But yeah, I do. I make my own sourdough and it's it's super easy. And it's my kids. My kids really love it. And I feel I feel good about giving this to them because, you know, <laughs> sourdough's got the protein in it and it's just better. Well, the people on that list sure are blessed. <laughs> yeah. They're hoping that you keep on chegging away at that list. <laughs> yeah, it's once you, but it's, it's like so versatile. You can do all these things with it. Like even when it gets a little bit old, you can make croutons or I make like garlic bread with it. I cut it up and, you know, we make little garlic butter. It is so, oh my goodness. I probably that's shouldn't make amazing. it as often as I do because I'm not tempted by sourdough by itself. Mm-hmm. But if I make it into garlic bread, that's... You're going to eat done for all it. I'm going to eat it. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> okay. Well, that sounds like a delicious menu. Do you serve a dessert usually when you have company oh, over? Oh, man. So dessert, dessert, I used to love, and not that I don't anymore, but dessert's kind of like taking a backseat for a little bit. So I do things like cookies, mm-hmm. something easy, because even so, not all adults are that into dessert. Mm-hmm. It's ma- mainly the kids that are really looking forward to it. So I'll do, a lot of times I just make cookies because that just seems an easy go-to. And I have kids and you don't now. don't have to have extra plates. Uh-huh. They and they can take, take a it cookie and, go. and go. Yeah. And so I, I have kids now too, like Zita, my 10-year-old can, like she can make the cookies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she can do that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an easy, and she likes to do it. She likes to help out in the kitchen. So she can do that. Mm-hmm. It's just easy. So besides cookies, I mean, I've done ice cream before, like homemade ice cream, but that, that gets kind of tricky with if you have a bunch of people, you know, because your ice cream machine only holds so much. I know. I know. I really need another cylinder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you have the giant one? I mean, there are giant no, ones. No, I, I think just have the, you know, like the KitchenAid. Is it KitchenAid oh, like or Cuisinart? Cuisinart. It's Cuisinart. I, I just have yeah, that hardly one. Hardly any. Mm-hmm. So I need, what I need is another like bowl mm-hmm. so I can do, because I can only do one a at a time. A couple of batches. Yeah. I guess unless you started way earlier in the week. I know you can buy those. Is it White Mountain or somebody? You can buy the big... They're tall. You use the rock salt, rock salt and ice. I've always been intimidated by those because of the rock salt. Oh, it's so easy. Is it? Oh, it's so easy. You just layer. And it makes a ton. And it makes a ton. That's but kind I, of I don't I know. I still don't know how many people it would, you know, serve. But I have a friend that has one and it makes, I don't want to say how many quarts or whatever, but a lot, a lot more than the More than what the, yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, it's so Maybe easy. I should look into that because it is one of those things where I'm like, well, I made ice cream, but you can all only have a tiny bit. <laughs> Spinach. It's kind, of, it's kind of a bummer on a Friday night. <laughs> no, the rock salt and ice. I mean, back in the day, that's what my mom had too. And that's all you had. I mean, when yeah. Cuisinart came out, it's like, wow. But the downside to having one of those is you have to make sure that the core is in the freezer the night before. Then once you use it for a batch and it's gone for 
I don't know, 50, 20 minutes or however long you're supposed to let it spin and freeze. It's still soft. And right. so then you still need to put your ice cream in the freezer. Right. It still of, has to firm up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, firm up. Then if you think, okay, I'm going to do a second batch. Well, that core has had time to defrost. And so it, it you just can't. Right. I mean, you think it's going to, and then it just never gets there. Yeah. It still needs like that. Mm-hmm. So like you said, you could buy another bowl, but... The rock salt and ice, you can just keep layering that rock salt and ice is, I mean, because it slow, it starts to melt. And, you know, as it gets low, you just add another layer, add another layer occasionally. And you can just let that go until it is exactly the texture you want. Like That's soft really ice nice. cream. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can put it in the freezer to firm up, but you don't have to. Yeah. I, I don't actually, I like mine to be more soft serve. Truth, mm-hmm. Truthfully, I don't like it too firm. With that one, because it's bigger, you do have to have space to store it, like probably a garage area or something when you're not using it. But yeah. it's not like going to fit under it. a good a, idea. I have a store, I do have a storage room where I keep a bunch, like I have a whole like pantry section down there because I don't have like a pantry up in my kitchen. So I put all my extra stuff, like Costco stuff, down in there and all my extra like kitchen items that I don't use as often, but I mm-hmm. still like to have. I'll I have put to ask there. my friend because they, he researches, her husband, he researches and always finds, you know, the oh, top yes. rated. So that's I'll the sort him. of person, yes, that's the sort of person <laughs> I need because I don't love to research it. I just want to go and find like the highest rating, but somebody who actually does the, mm-hmm. yeah. yes. If he ever, if I know that he's ever researched something, I'm just like, yeah, that's what I want. That yeah, one. I'll take that. I don't have to go you know research he's, on my You own. know he's done his <laughs> he's due diligence. He's yeah. done his due diligence. <laughs> <laughs> He has a type A personality and it's perfect. Just great. That's sometimes. what you want with you somebody totally you want. <laughs> yes. that sort of stuff. <laughs> if he starts talking about I researched it, I'm like tuning in. What? <laughs> you had me and I researched. Yes. I, yeah. You had me there. Now just tell me what it is I'm supposed to buy. So yes, I'll I'll have to post it on my website. Their favorite. And then Cuisinart is always good too if you're doing a small, yeah. small batch. I actually have one of those. Well, cookies and ice cream, how can you go wrong? Especially if you have a bunch of kids. Yeah. That's the perfect They've dessert. never complained. So no. I'm sticking and with it. it all disappears. Yes. You know, they're going to keep coming back mm-hmm, until it mm-hmm. does. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I want. I'm like, go have fun, grab a cookie, and go play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Wonderful. So as far as shortcuts or time savers with either one of these menus, could you make that pasta salad ahead of time and have it ready for the next oh, day? Oh, for or sure. Fresh? Yes. Like you could, you could cook the chicken up ahead of time and get it all cut up and prepped and keep it in the fridge for a few days and then throw everything else together and throw that on top. Like the chicken does not have to be warm. It, it really doesn't. It's delicious when it's warm, but it's also really good when it's cold, you know? So if you're in a time crunch, you could totally do that. The pasta, you, I mean, I guess you could cook that up ahead of time but pasta really doesn't take that long it could be that last minute thing you do but the veggies and stuff you get all of that cut up the zesty italian dressing is all ready to go like you just you don't need to do very much for it you have some parmesan cheese on hand yeah it's fresh parmesan i should i don't i don't you know my mom has one of those um little graters where it's you stick the block in and then you turn the handle true italian yes yes and it's really good but i and i've told myself i'm going to buy one sometime, but I just haven't done it yet. I just buy like the Frigo, however you say that, Parmesan mm-hmm. cheese. But fresh is better. Fresh is always, almost always better. Mm-hmm. So that's true. Yeah. So yours is the can you shake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you said Frigo, I know that there's also containers. No, no, not the can you shake. Sorry. You're not talking the, about the not pre-shredded. The, yes. The okay. pre-shredded. Not the can. Not the can. No, not, the, not the one in the can. green. No, no, not that. I was thinking, yuck. well, that's craft. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I despise that. I think that's gross. I don't use it ever. I, I grew, My mom grew up 
I grew up with it. My mom always had it on hand, but that was like, you know, mm-hmm. that was partly because that was what you did at the time. Oh, like yeah. you just bought that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. like bacon bits, like mm-hmm. everybody had bacon bits oh, yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. So, but I know fresh, fresh as possible. The shredded is yeah, what I use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up with the grain can as well. Yes, and used the grated in my shopping. early years of marriage. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, discovered the amazing fresh Parmesan. You're like, what is like, this? What is I know. My, it was the same thing. Same thing cheese. when I got married. My husband introduced me to all these cheeses. I grew up on American cheese, you know, that came in a slut, you know, in a packaged up, you know, each slice. And I bought that for the first time and he like came home and he was like, what is this? And I was like, it's cheese. And he's like, that's not cheese. <laughs> he was introduced me to a whole world of cheese. How that has, how was that ever created? I know there's a story, but I, how do we I don't know. have American cheese? And my, it was something my grandmother always had. And it was like, you know, a convenience of the time, like, you know, kind of like spam, things that were canned. I mean, a lot of canned stuff like cream of mushroom soup, like all that stuff was you know, born out of like, it was just convenient and easy. And, you know, nobody really cared about so much what was in it or how it was made, you know? Yeah. There wasn't all the research that we have now. No, there wasn't. And talk about it. And we live in a time where we have the ability, ability to actually, like you said, research or see what's in it. And then we have choices, you know, Mm -hmm. they didn't actually have a ton of choices. Right. And we have choices. We can be like, well, we're going to buy organic. (laughs) You know, they didn't really have that Mm -hmm. opportunity. And I don't know if they cared all that much about it, truth be told, but yeah, we do. We have that opportunity so we can be picky and that's, Mm -hmm. that's nice. It's great, but I don't think they could really be that picky. And for the first time, there were some conveniences that helped them save time, mm-hmm. which yeah. would be just an incredible blessing. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law, she was a fabulous cook. She had her own garden. She, I mean, she was, she cooked from scratch. I think she might've had a little church cookbook that she never opened. I mean, she just knew how to cook all these amazing Southern foods. When Hamburger Helper came out, she was just crazy about the Hamburger oh Helper. Oh, And got all the boxes and would Why? bring me and my <laughs> husband. We're newly married. She'd bring us Hamburger Helper and, you know, you know that yes, kind of yes, thing. Like, and again, it, sh- it, it was when we ate Hamburger Helper. Yeah. <laughs> when we were Truthfully, I always thought it looked really delicious yeah. when I was in the aisle. I was like, can we buy that, please, Mom? <laughs> Looks yum. You know, now I, there are recipes for homemade hamburger helper that are yes, really yeah. just as you make your own sauce and noodles and actually have a really good recipe. I think I have it posted on the website because kids do love it. But I, looking back, I it was just such an odd thing for yeah. her. You to, know? to go from that mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. To be like fresh is best than to this. Yeah. Whatever it was, was in that. It was such a fun convenience that. And it, and it didn't well, taste because cooking at the time, cooking at the, that took a lot of work, like growing your own stuff. That takes, mm-hmm. I mean, that's time and labor. And I don't know, maybe yes. at some point she just felt like, yeah, just having a, I need something quick, mm-hmm, a quick meal. Yeah. So, yes, we are so blessed and we don't recognize it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. We have so many choices and options. Speaking of the option of Parmesan chefs, well, Cheesemakers as well call Parmesan the king of cheeses. Did you know this? I did not. Yes, but they I say can... that it is like the cheese. If if you were going to pick a cheese, I guess to go to a deserted island with you, it would be Parmesan. Parmesan is so good. <laughs> it is the the one that they and I you know highlight. I really think that like and I know I haven't done it yet, but buying like the fresh wedge of Parmesan and putting it in one of those little graters is the way to go. Like if you look on the ingredients that they have, even in the shredded Parmesan, they have something in there. I forget what it's called, but it's basically like tree pulp. 
It's like to keep it dry from, and from, from sticking, sticking together. together. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. that's basically if you look up the term that they have on there, it's basically just like pulp from trees. Terrible <laughs> thickener. I, can, I don't know. It's I was like, it's mm, kind of gross. Well, if you ever yes get the pre shredded and taste it, and then taste some that you've pre shredded yes. yourself, mm-hmm. the flavor is different because you are tasting that kind. It of takes it to a whole new level. Hardboardy mm-hmm. taste yes. in the pre shredded. Yes. It's, it's all this. Yes, it's a coating. Mm-hmm. It's on there with any pre-shredded right, cheese. Right. And it's not hard or it doesn't even take very much time to just do a quick pre a quick quick shred yourself. No, it doesn't. It's if you have one of those handheld things. I mean, I when I used my mom's, it was it was pretty quick. Like mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't hard. It wasn't like a mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like an yeah. arm workout or anything like mm-hmm. that. But it is. I mean, and I really I don't know why I haven't done it yet because we use Parmesan all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I always have I to have, have a it box on hand. Grater and I can do Parmesan even on that. It's I know. sharp enough. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They mm-hmm. have different sides, and I think mm-hmm. mine's the OXO brand. But yeah, yeah. You can do it because it's. I have one of those. You have to have a sharp one. Yeah, I do. I have hard. one of those. It's just always like when you get down to that little nubbin, mm-hmm. trying not the to rind. shred your own. Yeah. Well, you can save the rind. Sometimes soup recipes yes. call for it, or you yes. can just chunk it in your own. I see that like on half baked harvest. Yes. She puts the rinds. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. So if you get down yeah, to that, start that rind, just save it for your next Italian soup or something like that. I know, that. and cheese lasts forever. I mean, it really does. Mm-hmm. You could keep that for a little bit, you I'm sure. throw it in the freezer. But mm-hmm. it does last a very, very long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so. a good, I forgot that she did that, but I was always like, that was a good idea. Somehow it gives Throwing a little that extra in the, yes, flavor yeah. and then you can pull it out at the end and it's I know, not we're coming totally into soup season, so. Gone to waste. Mm-hmm. It is time. Yes. Time for the fresh Parmesan and the rinds. Yes. We won't get into Parmesan versus Parmigiano Reggiano. Yeah, I don't know how you say that. <laughs> I don't know I'm saying. I'm watching it. But like that, the second one is from a certain region to be called that. Has to I know. I never knew. I never knew time. the difference between them. Well, apparently it's again. I mean, it's just a, a level up, you know, like there's Parmesan and then there's this one from this particular region, which and is it's like, aged longer. Like and wine in the Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. That's all. That's that's worth buying for something special, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> special occasion because I'm sure it's more expensive. Yeah. So, what is your best prep tip? Do you have inspiration for cooking? Places you find recipes? Do you do a certain oh, way of shopping or cleaning? How do you prepare when you are feeding a crowd? Oh well, when I'm feeding a crowd, one of the things I yes, I try like as in preparation for the oncoming of dishes, I try and get my dishwasher to like get as much of the prep work done as possible, put all the regular breakfast, lunch dishes in the dishwasher, get everything, pack it as much as I can, run it so it's empty by the time everybody leaves. I just have an empty dishwasher to throw Mm -hmm. things in and that's, that cuts down Mm -hmm. on, because I hate, I mean, I don't love having a sink full of dishes. It's the worst. And I don't want people to feel like they have to Go and start cleaning them yes, for you. Yes, nobody, no, I don't. Because they see like, a huge pile yeah. and they feel really guilty. So I try to, and my kids, if it's, if the dishwasher is empty, my kids can load up dishes pretty quickly, mm-hmm. you know. But so that's one of the things I try to do is have an empty dishwasher by the time everybody's coming over. And I try to have as much of my counters cleared off as, as possible, even though with food and all that stuff, it's, there's still a bunch of stuff there, but clean, clean counters. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I... And I always try and wash. Like if it's something that can't go in the dishwasher, wash it, dry it, put it away so that it just feels less cluttered. Mm-hmm. My kitchen is small, so it gets cluttered pretty quickly and easily. And I don't know, guests probably don't really care all that much, but I'm always like, don't want them to come into like this gross looking kitchen that I'm feeding <laughs> them from. You know, like I want it to look like I, you know, 
I wipe my counters. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. <laughs> Do you assign your kids things ahead of time? Like, you know, if you know yes. you want them to load the dishwasher, do, uh-huh. you, do you tell all your different children different tasks? Yes. Or how do you do that with having I'll, I'll tell them kids? because when we have people over, like bathrooms need to be cleaned, the living room needs to be cleaned up, your rooms need to be cleaned, like things like that. And I and then other things are like I have these porch doors, big glass doors that go out to my deck and you can see all the handprints on it. And so I give a, t- a specific task to a specific child, go clean that. And they often, they like to do it. They find that fun. They think that's spraying a spray bottle is oh, somehow yeah. magical as I a know. kid. I'm like, go for it. Go <laughs> clean the windows. I and don't they're like, want to yeah. spray spray bottles anymore. My younger it's lost ones, its yeah. Magic. <laughs> My younger ones still love it. They think it's great, great oh, yeah. fun. But yeah, things like that. They can unload dishwashers. They can load it up during the week, especially in the summer. Everybody has a day where they unload the dishwasher because because it's running every day, it probably is. multiple times. I, a day. I usually run it about twice a day, depending on how big lunch was. But mm-hmm. yeah, in the summer they have those sorts of jobs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's helpful. It's helpful. They they should be cleaning up their room mm-hmm. and they should be cleaning up the living room. Like that's not a hard task and it's mm-hmm. a good thing to know how to do. It's a good thing to know how to use a vacuum, mm-hmm. you know. Yes. They'll be able to take care of themselves as mm-hmm. life continues. Yes. And go off to college go and not know how to mm-hmm. use a vacuum. I failed them somehow. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. If they can't keep their room clean yeah. or know how to load a dishwasher. Yeah. Life I, skills. I feel like, uh, oh, so this is another thing that I've discovered in the past couple of years that because I've always been in the beginning of our marriage, I would buy the mint, the garlic that was already minced in a jar. Mm-hmm. And um, then my mom was like, you shouldn't do that. You should be not like you shouldn't, but like it's better to buy the fresh Again, garlic. It's kind of like the Parmesan taste it and right. then taste your own fresh minced garlic. Yes, and it's totally it's different, totally different. So once you once you kind of taste that, you can't you can't go back. So but it was such a time consuming thing with garlic and it's messy and you're sticky and it's like you're trying to get all the little the skin off and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I I decided that I, I maybe other people have already discovered this and I'm just late to the game, but there's peeled garlic that's all ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit more expensive, mm-hmm. but I don't care. I'm like, this is a huge time saver for me. If I want the fresh garlic, I buy it from the little plastic bag and it's all peeled and ready to go. So you just pop it into your little garlic press. Is this fresh or frozen? It's fresh. And it's, you just get it in the near, like the romaine, mm-hmm. you know, and all it's in the vegetable section, but it is such a time saver and it is definitely not cheaper, but it is definitely worth it. <laughs> if you're, if you're your time, to peel it. you know, you, your time is worth mm-hmm. something. And so it's as, fresh. It's not in the jar. It's liquid. Yes, it's not. There's no, it's totally it fresh. Is. It is good. I have done both. I've done the minced in the jar. I've done the, the, where you actually have to peel it yourself. And then I've done the garlic that's already peeled in a bag and it's, mm-hmm just the same as the fresh, mm-hmm. fresh other stuff. Oh, I've so. used all of it in the jar. I've gone through jars and jars. Yeah. And after realizing I'm not tasting garlic. Yeah. It's like you I have to put a lot in from that them. in order mm-hmm. to get a taste of it's it. It's just, yeah, it just is not the yeah. same type of flavor. That's it. Garlic is a staple mm-hmm. in our house. If we're out of garlic, it's a bad thing. There was a recommendation on the garlic you're talking about. If you aren't going to use that much fresh garlic, like say before it goes bad, you can actually chop it and freeze it chopped and just pull out what you need. No, oh, that's nice. But you probably go through it so fast. I do. I go through it so quickly that I, do that. yeah, it doesn't. My mom did I'm the whole freezing thing. She did say, cause you know, like tomato paste, you open a whole can and you don't necessarily use the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You just freeze like little tablespoons at a time and you pull those out and there it is. It's all ready that's for genius. you. And even though tomato paste is super cheap. Mm-hmm. I always, I'm like, oh, I wasted I'm wasting half a can. Half a can. Darn mm-hmm. it. 
mm-hmm. what am I doing with my life? You know, like <laughs> I'm such a failure. I know. <laughs> so put that little tomato paste right in the freezer. So smart. And mm-hmm. you could use ice trays, yes. ice cube trays. Yes. If you had tomato Keep it nice paste and organized. or chopped garlic yeah. or, I mean, people buy chopped onion. You can buy chopped onions in the freezer section or you could do your own. I mean, there's all kinds of tips like that that would be helpful, especially for criers, you yeah. know, with the onions. You yes, can either yes. have somebody do it ahead of time and freeze it in batches where I had a sibling that, had a sibling that or... used to wear swimming goggles Perfect. while they did it. Well, hey, that's better than <laughs> burning and stinging and <laughs> <laughs> crying. Yeah. I have contacts, which apparently saves. It anyway. does. I got LASIK and the contacts did save me. And once I got LASIK done, I my eyes started burning so much more. And I was like, what is happening? I know. Like, this didn't used to happen to me. I always, well, I'm not always, but at some point in life, I thought, well, onions don't bother me. And then I happened to not have my contacts in and mm-hmm. was wearing glasses one evening. And you're like, <laughs> just what? like, what this is, is a this really powerful onion? strange <laughs> phenomenon? I can't see. I know. I'm burning, I know. Gra- groping around I know. blindly. This will never happen again. My husband's super <laughs> sensitive to it. And he, I could have cut an onion and it's already done and in the pot and he comes in the kitchen and he's like whoa just the yeah it's the like a particles wall. in yes, the air he can't yeah oh, it's funny yeah so it, it it can be bad so contact wears i mean but i if if i didn't wear contacts i would go to go- uh, swim goggles i would yes, i would sleep that low yeah <laughs> <laughs> i would do it so uh, yeah great great tip there yeah <laughs> So what is your best advice for showing warm hospitality to those coming to your home? I think I would say just, I don't know, there's always this stigma about like taking off your shoes, you know, where people are, they'll come in and they're not really sure what to do. My kids kick their shoes off. So they see this pile of shoes. But one of the things I just, I'm like, don't, I mean, unless they're obviously super muddy, but that's, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to still not going to be like, you must take your shoes off. Mm -hmm. I just want them to feel comfortable. And I would lo- I like I like having a clean house. I want it to look clean, but I don't I'm not going to be crazy about it looking so neat that people feel uncomfortable sitting on my couch. You know what I mean? Like I want it to look like it's a lived-in house mm-hmm. that I have kids and that I'm a fun mom. No, I'm not just a fun <laughs> mom. But like I, you know, that I I love being with them and around them mm-hmm. and like I've embraced that. So I I I want people to feel comfortable. So I try and make it so that they don't feel like they have to take off their shoes or that they can sit on my couch and they can just relax, you know, like here, have a glass of wine and sit down while I finish cooking and talk to me or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, you know, mm-hmm. just not worrying so much about your house. Like have a clean bathroom. That's just kind, you yes. know, put some new towels out so that they are not using your old kids dirty towels to, you know, <laughs> dry you their hands. More than one towel yes. out. Yeah. More you know, make sure, make towel. sure there's a bar of soap, make sure that there's an extra roll of to- toilet paper, you know, like just make sure that those sorts of you know, creature comforts are there, but mm-hmm. also, you know, relaxing, mm-hmm. being a relaxed host makes in, them relax. Thinking about it, really, yeah, yeah you, how I do it. It's not about to. you, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about you. So it's not about you. Yeah. So you got to make sure. <laughs> we like you know, that saying in our house. It's not about it is you. not about I, you. I have to say that a lot. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is not about me. I'm just trying to open up my home and welcome them in and make them feel like they can sit down and relax. Yes. You know. Yes, that sort of thing. And if you just. If you've done all the prep work, you're not continuing it once they're there. You're not still cleaning the bathroom or mopping the floor. Yes, getting that done. There's a level of cooking that you still have to do. Usually. That's true. Usually. But last minute. But oftentimes it's like something that's just finished simmering or 
timer in the oven. And so I can go sit with them in the summer. We can go sit out on our deck, which is really fun. So but nice. in the, you know, in those the, days are quickly fading. I know today, I think today might be the last the one, last. but yeah, just making sure that they feel comfortable and not like they've come into this house that you can't mess anything up. Like mm-hmm. their kids are running around, you know, mm-hmm. you should still look after your kids. And if your kids have messy hands, maybe you should wipe them off, but I'm not going to be a Nazi about it. Mm-hmm. It's like when I buy my furniture and stuff, I try to buy things that are, I'm not, I'm not going to lose it over. And like, I'm like, I, you know what? It's going to get messed up and that's just the way it is. And I'm going to be okay with it. So once you get yourself in that mindset, then it's good. You can kind of let things go a bit. Yes. That's, yeah. That's good. What is your must have kitchen item and where can we find it? Okay. So it's, I mean, it's, everybody probably has this, but like I said, we love garlic and a garlic press is an absolute, I, I one time mine recently broke and I loved this garlic press. It was so good. And I think I'd gotten it from Winko or Walmart or Safeway. It was just in one of the those sections, but it was a metal one and it was fantastic. It got like every, it just got all the garlic out of it. Like it was amazing. There was nothing left. Really? Completely minced. And that one broke. And I was like, well, now what do I do? I don't have a garlic. Like, I cannot This was function. in the middle. I was like, I think I called Brian. Brian, you've got to pick me <laughs> up a garlic press on the SOS. way home because this is really... <laughs> this is not good. And he was like, okay, yeah, I'll pick up anymore. a garlic press on the way home. So he stopped by Safeway and he picked me up one. And I was like, phew, that was a close call. Oh. Like, I don't know what I was going to do. Like things were cooking. I needed the garlic press. Yeah, yeah. You could always chop it up, but it doesn't just, doesn't do it as well as, and it's a, a real time saver. Mm-hmm. So that's, really that's is. my go-to. I would say also cast iron pans. I love cast iron pans. I okay. Think so are what are just... your favorite brands for both? Do you, I mean, you picked one up at the garlic press well, at the grocery I, store. So I, I guess wish I could remember the brand of brand. my big one. Oh, oh, for garlic press. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. I don't Let's have do a separate. Anything. The metal ones I think work the best. Mm-hmm. The ones that don't have any sort of insert, like the one I have now has an insert in it that you have to put in to press. I don't, I don't know why. And I haven't gone and bought another one because it works fine. But the metal ones, they don't think they generally have an insert and they, they're fantastic. Like they're just the best. I don't have a brand. I would just say if you find a metal metal. one, get a metal one. Okay. They're awesome. And then your cast iron pants. The cast iron pants. Yeah. I love those. I think that they are so versatile and the cleanup is really easy on them. Mm-hmm. And they don't have any, like, gross, I guess, chemical stuff. Even though I do use those pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I use a mixture, but I, I like my cast iron the best. My mom sold me on those. I didn't think I would want something like that. Because they are heavy, mm-hmm. but they do such a good job. Like Well, once you evenly. get used to them, mm-hmm. they you tend to reach for them. Yeah, they, that's all I use. They are very, very versatile. Mm-hmm. And then there's also ways if you're cast iron is really sticking that you can refinish it. It takes a little bit of work, yeah. but you can strip it and reseason it and it looks like brand new. I know new. we've watched a YouTube video on how mm-hmm. to do that because it's, this guy takes like these old, you know, rusted cast iron pans and brings them back to life and it's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like they're like indestructible pretty, really. You yes. you can always save, you know, mm-hmm. salvage it if it needs mm-hmm. to be salvaged. They're they're pretty incredible to have. Mm-hmm. They're heavy. It's heavy, but it can be, like, you can take it from the stove to the oven. It's It's awesome. Yeah. I love them. Yes. Okay. Cooking acidic foods in cast iron. It says highly acidic foods like tomatoes can break down the seasoning on cast iron. We recommend avoiding acidic foods or recipes with higher liquid contents for long periods of time until the seasoning is well established. Okay. So I would think that it's fine if you're doing it for a short time or if your pan is very well well seasoned seasoned and not dry. Yeah. So anyway, Lodge does have a website that answers a lot of questions. Yeah. And tri-state cells. 
large mm-hmm. cast iron pans. Mm-hmm. I have, yeah, I've got a couple of them and then I have a really big one that I love. It's big enough for my, for my family. Yeah. Yeah. You can get, you can get huge ones. My husband had one that was for frying fish outside. It's massive. Oh, nice. <laughs> the biggest skillet. What does he put it on? Like a well, there was, stove or something? Yeah. It was some kind of outdoor, I think it ran on a propane tank. Yeah. So it was probably like a camp stove mm-hmm. or like a, like a griddle maybe. Like he could set it on top of this. It was a metal, almost like spider thing. And then the there's a flame underneath. Oh, and nice. Because that's like if you setup. have a big, big pan, you need to have also a big enough flame for that, you know, even distribution of heat and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Which mine right now, my biggest one, I put it on my biggest burner and it's still not quite as big of a flame as I would like for that pan. I was just listening, audiobook, Salt, Fat, Acid. Oh, heat. yeah. I watched that on YouTube or Netflix. I am excited to watch the show. Yes. It was I have really not done good. It yet. My sister has said it's so good. I actually had a listener recommend it to me as well a long time ago. It's been on my list. I yes, literally did so write it good. down. I just have not watched it you yet. You just watch it. No, I think it's four episodes because mm-hmm. it has to do with the salt, fat, acid, and heat. And I'm telling you, well, you will put sister, salt on, more salt on everything in, from in then on. your water <laughs> that you're boiling, pasta or vegetables or, yes. So I'm listening to the audiobook, almost done with it. And my sister said something about watching the show and... It was just four episodes. She's mm-hmm. like, yeah, so I, I watched the show, so I didn't listen to the audiobook or yeah. read the book. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. You did not just say that to me. <laughs> you have to read the book. Just <laughs> at least listen to the audio. It's fascinating. Is it, is it read by the gal that wrote it's, the book? Yes. Oh, I and love it when they have the author be the narrator. learn so many things. Like, Oh, I so I didn't even... So this I mean, is, I was just jotting I didn't even know down. there was a book. There is a book. I have a library program or a, so your local library you can sign on to databases mm-hmm. through with your library card and so for they have all these audiobooks yeah. and and of course through you can like read libby it too. is that is that mm-hmm. what you mean yeah mm-hmm. through libby yeah so to be overdrive. i loved the audiobook mm-hmm. because it's the author reading it she's yes. very conversational she is and it's just fascinating and it's there's so much information that you're going to have to hear it or see it twice. Yeah, like you go back through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like listening to it, and then the book's coming today. Actually, see that's great. So you'll have <laughs> you can do both, and then I can go back and read it. There's so many tips that could help you in the kitchen. Yeah. So Become I'll have to get the book. book. I need to get mm-hmm. the book. The you show do. was was fantastic. Like she she dealt with olive oil. Like went over there and, mm-hmm. but the salt part was hilarious. That's that's what I meant to say with olive oil. She was talking about how do you recognize a quality olive oil, and she mentioned that in independent studies, the Costco organic ver- extra virgin olive oil always had a high rating, and it's affordable. I that a part. lot of times when you oh, are remember. going to, well, she may not have mentioned it in her show. It was yeah. in her book or her audio book okay. when I was listening to it. That's and good so, to know. I'm so happy yeah, to hear that. A lot of high quality <laughs> olive oils that you're looking for, they're going to be kind of pricey. Yes. But this one, she said it got independent ratings that gave it a high quality. It's not rancid already. A lot Sometimes you're buying it and it's already turning. Yeah. It's not a good flavor. So I recommend listening to the audiobook while you're doing dishes and laundry and cleaning the house. Does it make you hungry? Does it make you hungry? Because that's that's always a my problem. Really, with any food related thing, I'm like, oh really, my goodness. It, not really, because yeah, <laughs> olive oil drizzled over. Sometimes top. when she mentions yeah. some things, but most of the time it's like oh, 
Pause. I've got to write this down. Okay. Oh, man. When you're boiling vegetables, add salt until the water tastes as salty as the sea. I know. It was so funny. Cause she was. She just kept, she was, you know, normal recipes are like, well, teaspoon, teaspoon and a half. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, no, no. it's more. Couple well, teaspoons, pinches. Come on, put them in, put them the in. The way she explains it is scientific, but understandable. Right. And so it's conversational, conversational, but not in such a way that you're hearing a scientist talk right. and you've totally lost track of what they're saying. You can't even grasp something you could then retell to somebody levels. else because yes. you understand it. Yeah. She talks about like say with the salty water, you know, Americans have been taught, you know, too much salt is going to ruin exactly. your food. It's like, you know, the pot of water and say the bit of green beans in there, the salt acts through diffusion. And so you're getting the salt in the water is going to be equal to the salt that's going into the vegetables. It doesn't all slurch into the vegetables. Right. And you pour out most of your salt with the water you're draining. Right. And so it's they're seasoned perfectly Mm -hmm. versus you just sprinkle a little salt in the water and there's no flavor. Yeah, it does nothing. And then you salt the tops. You actually didn't season them through. Right. She talks about how salt is a mineral. It's it's not like pepper, which is a spice. Right. (laughs) You know, we do salt and pepper on top of everything. Right. Anyway, so she talks about salt being a mineral and pepper being a seasoning and just the difference that that is and how to use it and the difference between diffusion and osmosis. And I hope I didn't get those confused earlier, but how, how salt works and how you should pre-salt meat. There's all these tips, mm-hmm. all these tips. Yes. So and salt, we all need salt them. is one of those things that draws out the flavors or, and really enhances the flavors. Right. So like even with my, my ice cream, my peppermint chocolate chip mm-hmm. ice cream that I love to make, I put salt in it and a relatively good amount but if you look at recipes they don't often call for salt in the ice cream but once you put it in it really helps it you can taste all those other flavors that are in there so much better mm-hmm. i don't know my sister likes to make fun of me my younger sister because i'm always like she's like are you going to talk about the salt again i'm like it needs <laughs> i'm like more salt for christmas get her salt fat acid i should i should get that for her this if is she's why a i reader. think the way i think if not she somehow oh, she listen is. to the audiobook because <laughs> the audiobook you can totally do on the go and it's just fascinating the other thing with salt that she explains, which is, I won't go on and on about it, but listeners, you do have to listen to it. She talks about, because there's so many misconceptions in America that chefs don't have. Chefs don't cook like we do as home cooks a lot of times. But the other misconception you have is if you salt things early, you're drying it out. You're pulling all the moisture right, out. Right. And in reality, she describes the process, which again, I won't hear. In reality, if you salt your meat ahead of time, say a day, it has time to go all the way to mm-hmm. the center and mm-hmm. season it perfectly. It holds on to the moisture. So you, when you cook, you're actually having moisture meat. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about three days. I mean, where right. you are going to I mean, it's to like, have like the, what they do with like aged, or aged steak and mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, yes. like that's the sort of stuff that they do. We salt our meat all the time. I just recently made scallops and I... You know, as they're thawing and defrosting, but I just am putting salt on them and patting them and putting salt on I mean, it's like... And it makes like the crust mm-hmm. on the actual steak or the scallop brown so nicely. So, so good. <laughs> I am I am a total fan of yes. more salt. Well, she talks about, yeah, you can do it too early. I mean, you can, you don't want to do it three days ahead of time. Right. Because you're curing your meat. But if you do it, say, 24 hours ahead, mm-hmm. it's just, it can be perfect. It's way better than just like you get your right. meat, meat out right. and sprinkle yeah. a little salt. So, yeah. Anyway. Long rabbit trail <laughs> fascinating to keep learning techniques i've cooked for so many years and it's still fascinating to me that i can hear a book or you know hear someone talk and just like what 
kind of changes second. your mindset uh-huh. a little bit about yeah. and you're like, I, well, I've been doing this for a long time. And I didn't I've think been about doing it that way. This and it's yeah. really, I mean, I think it's fine, but I can see how she's saying, like, there's so many things I think I could learn to make my natural ability to cook so much better. Right. And not, you know, not have to follow a recipe. Yes. And she talks about how it does help you to look at recipes and know how to, if they're yeah. good or how to tweak them, how to mm-hmm. change them or how to create your own recipes. So I need to get better at that. Because I'm a scientist, as my sister says. You like to follow, follow. Uh, yeah. Yes, my mom's that way too. She likes to. She does not like to go off book. Mm-hmm. She's, She's not an like, artist. If I don't have that ingredient, we can't make it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you just gotta improvise. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. the. I'm the. You're opposite. the artist. I'm well. I'm not really, but I'm the opposite <laughs> of what she does. Like, I'm just like throwing things in. That now that does backfire. <laughs> <laughs> From time to time. From time to time. You know, six kids. They probably will probably eat it anyway. <laughs> yeah, they have to. No. So from all your years of hosting and, of course, having young children, do you have a story well, you want to share? Speaking of improvising, this wasn't really a hosting story. This is more like uh, when Brian and I were first married and I um, thought way more highly of my abilities than I should have. And I thought I could improvise. But I, I he talks about it. And Brian, the thing about Brian is he is not picky about food. He's always cheerful like I'm making something, even if it's not his most favorite thing, he'll be like, great, great. Sounds good. You know, but this time, and this should tell you Velveeta cheese was involved. So that, that should tell you a little bit of how bad it was. (laughs) I know Velveeta cheese can be good in some things. I find it gross, but then I thought, well, I'm just like, I don't know what happened with the recipe. And I don't even think we had any kids. I might've been pregnant with Oliver, but I was like trying to figure out how to make this recipe better. And I, I'm not really sure what I put in it. Brian swears I put ketchup and so I was just like this pot of I don't I'm not sure what it was and I think I was maybe going to put it over pasta cheesy Velveeta ketchupy pasta and Brian <laughs> Brian gets home and he's looking at it and he's like is that what we're eating and I was like yeah I think I think so I think it's gonna be good and he's like okay and so we sit down and he's like takes a bite he's like I I can't I cannot do this I can't I'm sorry like I love you but this is literally the worst thing I've ever had and I was like oh. yeah it is pretty bad isn't it <laughs> It just, it was was like, I thought, I thought that I could salvage it or like make it better. And I, I don't know what I did. I don't know. It was just, it was truly, truly horrific. And Brian was like, yeah, no, sorry. Someone's got to tell you too straight. This was disgusting. (laughs) There's some things you just can't bring back from the edge. No, no, no. And he, he was like, yeah. And and he's like, you've hardly ever done that in our married life. There've been maybe once or twice other times, but that time was truly horrific <laughs> it's memorable and inedible food <laughs> yes oh i know i've had those before for sure <laughs> i know i i was trying to think of funny stories with with me having people over where i did something totally and i know that they're there i just for, i cannot i yeah, probably i was like i can't go back there I can't it's a dark back. place it's too dark <laughs> <laughs> good thing we forget yeah <laughs> oh i know i've had lots <laughs> especially early on not no. that i still don't i mean i it's but funny it's, how I know, you think, like, yeah. you know, that, oh, you know, early on and then something, I'll, I'll do something and just like, what? I'm such a novice. Yeah, Why but at the same I time, I feel like, I feel like it, for 30 years. it phases you less and less. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, we'll just, we're just going to move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it. Like when you host and you're practicing hospitality, you need to practice it, right? So that things like that don't phase you so that you're not totally thrown off balance mm-hmm. by, you know, if you've burned a side, you know, you're like, you just, you have to move on. You got to improvise and you got to, you know, 
accept that mistakes happen. And even though you may have been doing this for so many years, you're going to mess up. And your kids need to see you mess up and see you deal with it too. Like Mm -hmm. we're not, we're not, mom's not going to lose it Mm -hmm. this time because she burned. And it gives them the the space to mess up too. Yeah. Yeah. The space to learn and grow. Yeah. It's like mom's not going to lose it when I mess up. Yeah. And and guests, and guests are often, they are like, oh yeah, I've done that. Like, Mm -hmm. That's no big deal. They Please don't. Yeah, they feel. Themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I helped you feel yeah. better about yourself You're today. <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy day. Yes. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Well, it was so I'm fun to chat. have you, and we just have had a great time. All of her tips have been fabulous, and I cannot wait to post both of these menus. One more for summer, and one more for fall. Yeah, if you need the actual recipes, I mean, I do have them. I don't refer to them anymore. You know how you tweak uh-huh. things too. Sometimes, like my Caesar dressing, I have it written down, but I've mm-hmm. tweaked it, so I, it's not really the same. Okay, well, we you know need what I mean. You to after your sons rugby game, we need you to go sit down, <laughs> write it down, and write it the down. Actual or make it at some point really soon and, you know, have someone stand behind you as secretary and write down all your changes and all your notes. I know. And- <laughs> I know. I just should write it down as I do it, you know. Yeah, because you have to have something to pass down to your children one day. I do. You know? They all love the Caesar dressing, mm-hmm. so. It's a family it's my legacy. favorite. It's your legacy. <laughs> it needs to be correct. But yes, I you can look for recipes on comeoverfordinner.com and they will be there. So I'll work on it, guys. We'll get them from her. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> All right, until next time, bye for now.